welcome to This Property Life, a podcast about all things property. I'm your host, Sarah Blaney. Today we are discussing a topic very close to my heart, technology. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to systems and technology and I've put that to use in our hotel in the northwest of England. We run a 13-bed hotel on well-designed systems and software that make it efficient, especially in terms of my input. But we are also very focused around guest experience and hospitality. I'm joined today by Thomas Landon, the Chief Marketing Officer for Room Price Genie, a dynamic pricing technology that helps short-stay operators run their business. We will be discussing the Taylor Swift effect, guest experience and how algorithms can help you, the short-stay operators, maximise your profit. Hello and welcome, Thomas, to this Property Life podcast. Where in the world are you at the moment? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm based in Amsterdam, sitting in my attic. Uh, that's where I work from home, like most people do. And that's where you find me today. Fair enough. And is uh, Room Price Genie a Dutch company? No, we're not. We have um, we have our official headquarters uh, in Switzerland, but we're mostly, uh, or we have actually only one office. We're completely remote, so we have people all over the world, uh, like me, working from home or working from from offices uh, shared. But uh, most of our teams, uh, actually, the only office I wanted to say is in Germany. So we're officially Swiss, but consider us German a little bit. That's uh, that's how we are. Ah, truly global. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah so just for the benefit of our um podcast listeners just tell us a little bit about room price genie yeah um so room price genie is a pricing automation system that helps hotels apartments uh short stay rentals uh to optimize their price and basically uh with, without we'll, we'll talk about it probably later but what we do is we we we, we take uh what current prices actually are uh, charged for for a property and then optimize that based on market demand based on uh, on on internal factors based on our uh, competition that's doing and this is how we help hotels just to to fluctuate prices based on demand or based on uh based on the, the the market out there and that's what we do for hotels all around the globe and, and what's your and, role yeah. at uh, room price genie yeah so i am the cmo so i look after everything marketing related so looking after our uh our, our obviously promotions but also our packages and our, our price setting for our products and things like that Wow, so that sounds like yeah. a, a job that gets you around and about quite a few places <laughs> travel a lot it it does. Uh, I've uh, I've actually uh, traveled most of my I've finished most of my travel stint for this year. I've only one trip left to to Germany, but I do get around, which is really fun to to go to conferences, talk to other hoteliers, talk to other uh, suppliers, vendors, industry experts, and kind of hear and listen and and see what's happening in the world. and uh, And I got to visit some fantastic places in my career, so that's really a good part, good good perk of that. Definitely. And when you're away traveling, do you um, do you try and make sure that you stay at places that are only using Room Price Genie? <laughs> oh, that's that's the trick question. Um, uh, yes and no. Uh, sometimes we do. Sometimes we we don't. And it's just, I, I you know, personally, I always look at what is the best location for me to stay. Where am I closest to to where I need to be? And if that's a customer, hundred percent happy. If that just doesn't work out, uh, then uh, I, uh, I, I I go somewhere else. And it's also depending on the on the on the travel, right? Just to um, uh, sometimes I just stay in hotels when I'm alone. But 
couple of months ago, uh, we were with the whole US team together and we rented a big uh, a big house uh, for us, all of us to be in there. So it depends a little bit on the occasion as well. Absolutely. So just tell us about um, your industry and, and how the market is performing, because obviously it closely relates to short stay um, rental and uh, the yeah. hotel industry. But, you know, how are you guys finding it at the moment? Yeah, the, the, it is definitely uh, has been a rush over the last call it 18 months and i think what we've uh what we've seen is a lot of growth and 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 uh interest in in the concept of of revenue management or dynamic pricing or pricing optimization however you want to bucket that um where hotels have uh and and, and hotels i say hotels but i mean hotels apartments uh anything accommodation related have have gone to uh to uh to if you can rewind the clock maybe maybe five six years ago i've gone to kind of an an, an upgrade in terms of the tech stack which started off with our property management system or the pms uh there's been a lot of investment and a lot of um focus for hotels on their marketing side meaning uh booking engines channel managers the distribution and and um, uh, revenue management is kind of catching up to that wave or it's kind of the or the next wave where hotels now have a lot of the fundamentals call it in place uh and now we're actually looking at like hey how can i actually more be more uh, effective let's uh and and efficient with my uh, pricing and and maximize my revenue opportunity or profit opportunity that i have as a as a accommodation uh owner or operator uh so revenue management is a growing industry in itself um and or a growing part of that uh, hotel tech stack in itself and that's great to see uh, if you look at the forecast for where we are, and this is always a yeah, crystal ball nobody has, but I think there's still some uncertainty and a little bit more uncertainty heading over to the markets. Uh, in, in the, and I don't want to be the, the doomsday thinker, but you see a little bit more hotels kind of holding off and kind of waiting a little bit. Where is this actually going in the next couple of months? And there is questions of where where the market is going in terms of general economy and obviously expenditure on uh, on um, uh, on uh, people uh, renting yeah. and and uh, using hospitality or hotel products and do you see that <clears throat> um, that sort of hesitation uh, globally or is that um, individual markets yeah that's 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 a good question um you, you see uh we see this in more markets uh if you kind of look at the, the uk specifically um when i talk to hoteliers or or, or and again i use the word hoteliers in the broadest sense of the yeah. word but um when i talk to them there's also a little bit of more of the effects of what actually happened with uh kind of the long-term effects of of, uh, of the COVID pandemic but meaning with that is that obviously when when everything was locked down there was a lot of demand in the uk a lot of travel in the uk specifically where where people couldn't leave the country and just and and so the, the they had a fantastic uh uh stint where people actually trade tra traveled in country then the borders opened up and everybody left the country again and, and went outside the rest of the world and now it's a little bit of like where's that balance going to be in uh in the uk uh and where is that where is that you know are, are we going to continue to see a lot of uh domestic travelers or is that uh is is international travel of, of travelers going abroad again and is international travel coming back because um it has gotten a little bit 
harder for people to travel to the UK with passports and, and uh, it's a little bit more hassle. Um, but on the other hand, um, there's also, uh, and, and I'm sure we can talk about this more in detail, but there's a lot of uh, op uh, optimism in terms of like different concepts, meaning where we traditionally had a hotel and, uh, and, a, and an apartment, uh, which was unfurnished and, and rented, rented for a year at least, that, that, that mix between what is, uh, what is a short stay or medium long stay apartment, there's a lot of change and, and, uh, and uh, that gives a lot of uh, investors or a lot of uh, operators opportunity and kind of hope for as well to ride on the waves of pleasure of extended uh of extended uh work trips and things like that yeah and i think that's something that we've definitely seen here in the uk you know traditionally we have had um you know a strong hotel market uh, and a normal rental market and then there's been a few pockets of apartments um or you know houses that have been available for short stay but that's really boomed i think in the last couple of years I think probably due to some of the legislation that the UK have brought in around the standard rental market, which makes it a little bit more unattractive um, to people that have property and they are looking at the short stay market to, I guess, uh, just maximise their profits um, against that legislation. So we have seen a massive boom, yeah. which has also means that we've seen a big increase in standards, which is obviously a great thing. Um, and then I guess what we're facing in the UK at the moment is a change in legislation again, but this time directed directly towards our short stay industry. So in Scotland, uh, we've had, you know, licensing and planning brought in. Um, in the UK, there is a consultation or in England, there's a consultation that's also happening, which I guess puts a little bit of flux in there um, at the moment in terms of what we see happening going forward, whether we're at a saturation point and then that will will um you know die down but it's certainly an interesting time to be in the industry isn't it exactly and you're not the only one in holland and amsterdam particularly there's a lot of uh discussion and a lot of changing of rules and regulations around short stay rental or uh renting out either professionally as a as an apartment or house where you just have this as a full-time rental versus uh even that airbnb model of temporary renting your place uh and, and and legislation and regulations is something that's that's uh is definitely a trend or definitely a development in that market uh hotels are defined we know everybody knows how to deal with them from a legislation perspective but yeah the apartment short stay uh rental market is definitely something where governments and and uh, municipalities are still figuring this out and and changing yeah. along the way all the time and i think they probably see it yeah. as um as a growing industry that that isn't uh, that they haven't got a finger on. They haven't got a pulse on that at all, um, and they're trying right. desperately to to do that through legislation. I guess. Um, I think here in the UK, we we definitely have a growing trend of uh, more professional hosts, um, which you know traditionally the dynamic pricing model probably was only in the realm of the hotels, and now we're seeing you know maybe one or two property operators looking to use dynamic pricing as as part of their their tech deck um and yeah. you know I think that's been a, a really good thing that um you know your type of technology is is kind of reaching down to some of the smaller operators 
Yeah, the, the, I think in general the, the uh, technology is is made uh, made the life of uh, of uh, apartment hosts uh, either either one off where they have an, an additional place in their kind of call it backyard and doing a one-off property versus the more professional that have a portfolio but technology definitely helped and definitely made things easier from from a from a consumer's perspective like where do i book and where do you as a as an owner promote your place and and how can you book to 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 operationally wise uh look at the the the, the uh yeah, the, the remote door lock systems and things like that it's just made a lot of uh progress and and made life of an owner a lot easier to remo- to 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 uh, manage and uh, and um, and uh, yeah to to facilitate guests coming to your apartment or your place. So let's let's talk about um, dynamic price in a little bit more detail. We've obviously mm-hmm. sort of mentioned that it it kind of tracks the market and and sets those sort of things. But you know, just explain to um, those that haven't used this system. You know, how does it work? What sort of um, basis are you are you putting the prices on for each? Uh, customer that you have and and how does it help operators yeah so if you if you take one one step back and kind of before we dive into to to pricing itself if you look at what uh, the the kind of key factors why travelers make a decision uh on on a property uh there's there's kind of three things that continuously come up top and it's either it's one is price it's two around uh, around location and uh, three it's around reviews and these are kind of the three things that that uh, that uh, that are the key decision makers for people to um, uh, to book an apartment to book a short stay or, or a hotel in that sense um, and and with the rise of, of, of online with the rise of booking and uh, uh, agents like uh, booking.com or Expedia or all these platforms, it becomes really easy and really simple to kind of select on price and select on all these criteria. Where do you want to be? How much do you want to pay? If you look at a map that they offer, you can easily kind of look at the prices. So pricing has become um, a factor in that decision-making process. And what we see in, in, in our data is that if you fluctuate the price, so if you fluctuate the price, say 20% up or 20% down of your, of your base rate, um, you can see your bookings uh, pace uh, increase by half or decrease by half. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what that means is basically, hey, if you, there's a lot of elasticity in price, meaning if you drop your prices, you will get more bookings. And if you increase them, your booking pace will slow down. So price gives you a good... Uh, throttle to to um, uh, to if you have a, if you have a hotel certainly to kind of drive that demand to your property yes or no, but uh, if you look at it in, in 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 a smaller scale of like hey if you have only one apartment or three apartments to rent, uh, you want to make sure that you rent these apartments at the at the most ideal price right. If you sell out very far in advance and you sell at a base price that is just too low, and you kind of book very far in advance. This kind of gives you an indication like, hey, I could have gotten more money for this property because there was actually demand and people were willing to pay this. But on the other hand, like if you got stuck with room nights that are unused, it's a perishable product. You didn't maximize that either. So price gives you, as a even as a small operator or owner, uh, gives you an opportunity to kind of get the ideal profit for your for your uh, of the ideal revenue and and with that profit for your for your place. So price is is something where hoteliers can play with uh, to to yeah to to steer demand and attract demand. And and to your question, kind of how does it how does it work in 
in the simplest form uh, and, and without making it uh, very technical. But hey, we we take the base price that you actually take at current at your current property. We say, for 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 example, your base price is hundred. And we apply a couple different factors to this. So we we first of all look at the market. What is the market doing? What is your competition doing? Uh, secondly, we look at, at look at booking pace. Say how many uh, how much how many bookings have you gotten in the last couple weeks and months? And and what is your current pickup? Um, and with that, we can kind of project what the future will look like. And then we look at the the. Uh, the uh, elements of uh, what is a hotelier or what does an operator actually want? Do they they, they are, have the ability to set their minimums or maximums? They have the ability to set the aggressiveness. They have the ability to look at like, hey, how much influence do I want from my competition versus market versus internal data to kind of get that price? And, and we take that, we calculate that price and we push it back into the um, property management system or reservation system that... that um, that that uh, hotel or apartment uh, owner uses, and then it will be again distributed to the rest of the world in the booking channels that are out there. Yeah, and I think that's um, one important thing to to note because I think um, some people have a confusion over uh, the effect on their pricing that your technology could have. Is that you're still as an operator very much in control of your lowest price, your maximum price. Yeah you're not matching other competitors, but you are matching the up and down of the market. That's correct, isn't it? Exactly. And and looking at competitors is very tempting and very, uh, very easy, but can also be misleading, right? You have actually no clue how good your competition is in pricing. And typically we find that competition isn't very good in pricing. So if you follow them, it's not always the right right thing to do. And what you typically see is that uh, there's this kind of two two things that happen. Either one is hotels price too low, and they're, or or uh, again hotels in the broader sense, the world, but they price too low. They sell out very quickly in advance and have 100% uh, full occupancy, and they're kind of like, yeah, this is great, but then realize. I actually could have gotten more out of this market or they were actually too high. And then at the last moment, kind of weeks or, or days before the, uh, before the, uh, before the date of the, where they have no occupancy that dropped the prices completely. Yeah. And, and when uh, you see that very often, and when you follow your competition uh, and, and very strictly follow your competition and everybody starts dropping their rates and it's just a race to the bottom where nobody actually makes any money and nobody gets happy. Yes. So um, in terms of the competitive set, that is not as, in, and what I mean by the competitive set for any listeners is uh, the, the group of, of local competitors that your pricing as an operator is the movement of that is based on. Um, I think people kind of get sometimes a little bit wrapped up on who that is. Uh, and actually, it's not as important who it is as to um, sort of maybe their their dominance in the market, um, the amount of rooms that they have. Is that also correct? Uh, that's also correct. And and competitive set is, it really depends on your location. Like thinking about if you're in, in, in city center, Manchester or London, there's obviously a lot of competition you can draw from. And, and competition is typically something that is like across the street or close by. But if you're somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the Lake District and you have no direct competition mm -hmm. around you, your competition might actually be you know, miles or, or dozens of miles away because they're actually looking for 
you know, a particular property that has the, 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 the quiet and, and views and something like that. So your competition might not be across the street, but your competition might be far, far away. And uh, I've, I've seen this a lot uh, previously before joining um, Room Price Genie. I worked in another company where we uh, worked a lot on reviews. And then you always ask people, well, what's your competition? And the competition is always directly across the street. But yeah. for hoteliers or for operators to get a kind of good sense of, of, of competition is very challenging because uh, especially in those those uh, remote areas, substitutes are much different than uh, than your direct neighbors. Yeah, because I guess they're looking or guests are looking for more of an experience and the location is maybe secondary to that exactly or the amenities uh, is something that they much more pick on of like hey if you have a hot top in the garden that's something where we can actually enjoy and that's something we're going for versus the exact location if you're already driving it doesn't really matter if you drive 150 miles or 152 miles right that's the yeah. uh, in that sense yeah so as um, an operator who has um, you know recently embraced um, room price genie or another dynamic pricing um, technology you know who how much input would that person have to have then on their pricing can they just leave it all to you what's the recommended guide they, 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 cer they certainly can and there's there's no uh <laughs> there's no golden formula of what you do but what we typically see is this, this is kind of the, the typical journey that that people that apply dynamic pricing go through is that in the beginning they're kind of nervous and they want to sit behind kind of call it the steering wheel and just like look at the prices very often and still check if everything goes well and 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 want to want to have that feeling of control and and over time people just kind of step back and say hey it's actually working um uh and most of our um uh, customers do check on a weekly basis. They kind of keep an eye on it. They also use the reporting that we provide to kind of understand where they are in terms of their their overall financial performance, and uh, and and do do keep a finger or yeah, what do you, a finger on the pulse to just to kind of check what's going on. But it's not an it's it, it's the the goal of 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 applying software like ours is just that you don't have to spend time with it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's that's really the 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 algorithm calculates it for you. It's it's uh, it's an um, visible way of actually showing uh, how we came to the price. So we said, hey, the base price is hundred based on uh, the factors. We actually say up or down based on occupancy, based on uh, internal data, based on your settings. This is the price we came to, and and we push that directly to the system. Uh, but there's a little bit of that fear of like, uh, in the, certainly in the beginning of like, hey, the machine, the machine says yes or the machine says no. No, then then over time people get much more comfortable with it and they see the effects. Yeah, and I guess it's important to say as well that um, it's not just a, a flick of the switch and suddenly it's on. You do go through a, a very good comp comprehensive onboarding session where yeah. you talk to the operator yeah. about the base level and all that sort of thing. Exactly. If you look at the price, prices and the price you charge for your property, it has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, influence on your on your end results, right? Price is a very uh, important factor um, uh, of of running a uh, running a successful business. Uh, and if you do this wrong, uh, there's consequences. People take mortgages. People invest a lot of money. So if you get this wrong, 
there is there is a lot of uh, real life consequences for for owners. So we do help uh, all, everybody that gets on board to go through through uh, the workings of the system. But also we have uh, revenue managers who've done this for hotels and other properties before. They have done this uh, hundreds of times. So they know the markets, they're in market, and they can help you to kind of fine tune that. And we take people kind of by the hand and and, and, and talk them through what we do and how we do it and uh, mm -hmm. and, and and build that confidence. Because uh, it was the, the recently the CEO of, of SiteMind that put out that quote of saying like, hey, pricing, if, if it has a lot of effect and can ruin your business and ruin your 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 personal life for, if you get this wrong, right? And that's really the heart of it. One one bad stay is not what you want. One bad review is obviously not what you want. But you'll survive and move on. But if you yeah. actually get your pricing wrong over a long time, there's more yeah, consequences. Yeah, that's the bottom line that's affected, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So just, um, I guess, one question just to hopefully clear up if there's any listeners wondering um, how big events might affect pricing and how that actually gets fed in. So say we've got um, Taylor Swift coming to Edinburgh uh, in, you know, whatever, eight <laughs> months time. Yeah. And obviously prices in Edinburgh at the time, you know, there'll be maybe 200 a night and then Taylor's in town and it could go up to yeah. a £1,000 a night. So yeah. when you are, when your software is helping an operator with the pricing and something big like that happens, um, is it reliant on someone in that competitive set having obviously realized they set the price that's... and everyone <laughs> follows? How does it work? Yeah, that's the, the Taylor Swift is the hot topic of revenue management yes. these days because uh, the, the Taylor Swift effect is, uh, is uh, as, it, as it is getting known. Um, uh, what we, what we, uh, yeah, this, this is a good question and a little bit, uh, let, let's pick it up a little bit. So there's, there's, there's a couple, couple types of events that, that are, um, that are uh, happening in the market and, and let's, let's start with the easy ones, right? So you have in your market, always certain events that happen, conferences, uh, yearly fairs, uh, things like, uh, like, uh, in, in, uh, Scotland, you have in Edinburgh, you have the, the tap two of the, the, the military parade and you know, these far in advance and your booking pace kind of goes slowly towards that. And people start thinking about this, maybe 18 months in advance, 12 months in advance, but you don't get this, uh, this immediate spike and then you have the other side of the effect where you yeah a concert is released and it's just like the world explodes yeah. in that sense um and uh at the the at this point uh of, of traditionally the revenue managements that have been have been good about picking up the first type of events right getting that 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 dot around the horizon and we know that this is coming and we're actually going towards that and that's what what the uh what what we're actually working towards of, of getting towards the second one is where we actually now also realizing this type of events are happening more and more and the effect of these events so we're building in in our uh, in our systems uh protections or kind of search models if we see anomalies and you i'm just uh this is uh, you have a hotel 100 rooms and you pick up five rooms a night if every day you pick up five rooms and all of a sudden you see this you know going uh to 50 uh and you see this coming our system will recognize that and continue to increase that price as well. So you always, uh, uh, um, you you always protect yourself and and that in that sense. 
this is where again looking at competition is very challenging because this happens and it's instantly and all of a sudden uh, uh, people go frenzy and, and book everything that's available so it is something where the market is also learning to kind of deal with uh with these kind of anomalies and uh uh, I don't know what's next after Taylor Swift. Maybe this never happens again, or maybe we get another pop star that uh, that goes in this uh, and puts the markets in overdrive. Yeah, we experienced it at our hotel um, last year or earlier this year when um, Eurovision was announced and it was yeah. between Glasgow and Liverpool. And the night it got announced, Liverpool was announced. And our hotel is about 40 minutes away from Liverpool. And within half an hour um we'd sold out uh, this was actually before that we'd um taken on room price genie as our as our pricing model so i was doing the pricing myself i knew it was between the two of us you know glasgow and liverpool um so i'd raised the prices up in any case um just from you know personal experience uh, and yeah. probably not enough um if i'm honest <laughs> but it was a really um it was a really strange market dynamic so liverpool got announced we sold out in 30 minutes um, and then we waited. The whole market waited. Liverpool had gone mad. You know, it's like £4,000 a night. And then the tickets went on sale. And obviously, everyone's booked accommodation, but they haven't got a ticket yet. So then when the tickets went on sale and they didn't get their tickets, everything fell off a cliff. And all those big yeah. bookings in Liverpool fell off and, and went. Um, you know, our hotel, you know, everyone sort of cancelled gradually as they realized that they couldn't pick up tickets um and it was a, a real like bish bash bosh up to the top and then and back down again it, um and it was, it was I, really I, interesting to watch yeah it, it is and it, and this is this is something where we where we um uh we've seen this just recently or actually happening right now so uh, uh f1 is going to vegas formula one is going to vegas uh it's actually happening not this weekend but the weekend after and i was just reading about the market developments in vegas where now the room prices are getting dumped as well because e people didn't book uh didn't secure tickets or b people decided not to go after all uh, and, and this is where you can protect yourself as well as a hotelier to to uh, over as a, as a as accommodation owner to say you know how much of your uh, inventory do you want to actually put out on cancelable rates? How much do you want to actually restrict and have non cancelable rates? Uh, how do you play with these dynamics as well? Uh, to and how much business do you actually already get on the books before these things happen? Um, um, because you can be, uh, you cannot be completely reliant on uh, on hoping that uh, your busy song festival comes to your town or Taylor Swift announces a concert. Uh, that's a strategy that's not <laughs> not, not very successful. Exactly. So, so how much business do you already got in uh, on your books, and how much actually can you, uh, yeah, do you already have without without these events? Fantastic. So, I mean, yeah. I I love tech. I think it's a <laughs> a really fascinating dynamic sort of thing yeah. um you know you're part of that market i mean where do you see um hotel tech as an industry and and the the trends i guess for the short stay rental market where do you see that going yeah i, I, I wish you had again that crystal ball that we could look at but <laughs> but um <clears throat> it's always easy and fun to make predictions uh but l l l i think there's a couple things that we do see kind of happening and that will affect and 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 just taking one step back at the market in general i think first of all that that rise of of 
we'll call it pleasure, call it digital nomads, call it country hopping workers, whatever you want to want to put that. Uh, that is definitely something that has uh, has increased and will continue to increase over time, right? It's, it's look at our company. Uh, we work with um, uh, payment providers. We can hire people all over the world. If you currently work in Germany, but you decide to move to Spain next week, that's not a problem. We can easily do that. So that that trend is definitely one, and that will continue to stay. And uh, as as a little preparation for this, I've I've looked at some of the figures. Um, uh, Forbes estimated it's currently 350 million people in this spot where they actually travel pleasure-wise or, sorry, there's digital nomad people that actually work at different places and can continue to hop. Um, but also uh, Skift have done some awesome research on this where they say, hey, how many people are actually continue to to uh, extend their trip after a business trip? So that, 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 that that uh, that blurring of kind of work life uh, is is definitely one uh, one that's there to stay. And uh, I think apartment uh, apartments are definitely the most beneficial for this, right? If you want to, you're not going to stay for a month in a hotel. That will drive you insane. You are willing to stay for a month in an apartment. Um, so that's one trend. Will continue to go. I think the second one is around. The, the the growth of of the kind of the 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 blurring again of of traditionally hotel traditionally long term apartment you see so many new concepts coming up um, uh, blue ground uh, mint house like, there's so many new uh, concepts actually blurring those lines between a hotel and an apartment yeah and I think for the apartments this is easier to to latch on than for the hotels right hotels have typically fixed uh very fixed and very strict uh either corporate regulations from a from a from a brand or from a chain uh and they have very they built their boxes you know fitting just enough to fit in the bed but uh, apartments have typically a little bit more especially that you know when you convert existing living accommodations or or uh, you convert and you rebuild things you have a little bit more of that flexibility and I think that that where does a hotel start and where does an apartment end? That that line is definitely blurring, and and apartments I think are are more in set to benefit from this than the traditional hotel as we know it. Yeah. And then um, the the last uh, what is the definitely trend is is as you said the rise of tech. Uh, look at the investments. Uh, it's it's there's a lot of money being poured into into the tech sector itself uh, uh, but also traditional players uh, that usually focused on hotels are actually moving into uh, into the sector um, and 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 uh, yeah we just talked about it's getting easier and easier to operate an apartment remotely with all the technology with all the the you know door locks security cameras uh booking systems everything out there so i think that, that these are for me three things that definitely will change the industry or and, and will have a long-lasting impact on the industry besides regulation we talked about sustainability which i'm not an expert on uh financing i don't know much about so those are <laughs> those are other yeah. things um but i think there's a little bit of um for, for me personally and this is a little bit of my pet peeve and and uh, uh not to get on my high horse but just like i'm always a little uh, uh disappointed by the whole um uh tech forward companies and i i'll take the uh there's a lot of hotel or or apartment uh, uh, 
um, rental places or accommodation rental place uh, companies that want to position themselves as a tech for tech first thing. But but actually, I I, I don't really. That's not my personal belief. I think you you still. The things that you provide as a as an apartment owner or as a as a as a as a hotelier is really a safe, comfortable, and clean space to live in, and and that those are kind of the fundamentals. And for me, tech is there to to help, but it shouldn't distract from all the other things that are out there. Um, and I, I typically, when I stay in one of those hotels, I'm always a little disappointed because a bed is still a bed, and a good shower is still a good shower, and and the fancy apps and the fancy you know, things to control your lights in the room have just very little little added value. I think in the end, if you if you have a bad bed or a dirty shower, technology cannot make up for that. I think you're so right on that, and um, you know I think we must remember that this is a hospitality industry, uh, and being hosts yeah. is one of the most important things. Not necessarily yeah. always in person. But the experience that you give exactly and and uh, and again looking back at my review days um you know people complain about things like dirty showers and and uh, unclean rooms that's that's the, the number one complaint and after that you get things like wi-fi not working <laughs> uh which is which is the things you always see but but people comment on the positive side always about how other Get, how other people made them feel right so and so at the front desk was really helpful we really got some great recommendations it would really made my stay or they had a problem on site and they just get helped in a good way that and we can again enable this with tech uh chat uh there's a lot of good things that we can do to make that experience better but it shouldn't it, it shouldn't take over uh the the personal touch and uh and i think there's a there's a uh, the frustration of like going to a chatbot and just talking to a robot and not going anywhere is worse than uh, uh, than anything you can. Yeah, that that's not a that's not a place where we should focus on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think tech no. um, allows us to focus on what we should be good at. Uh, it can take care of some of the um, more repetitive and mundane, perhaps tasks. Um, yeah, in a far better way, perhaps than than we could uh, allowing yeah. us as hosts to to make that guest experience a really welcoming one. Yeah, and, and and looking back at all my travel and kind of thinking what stood out, it was always that that human touch. And even in apartment rentals where just people did a little small thing like, hey, we're great. I, I know you're coming from Amsterdam. We brought some stroke waffles or something like that, which is like, ah, it just cost a couple bucks, but it just made your your life so much more, like that gives it like such a more personal touch to it. Then, yeah. uh, and that is always what makes and breaks a stay in my opinion. Fantastic. Well, thank you so yeah. much for um, spending your time with us today, Thomas. We've um, we've learned some great things about the industry, about tech in particular, and dynamic pricing. If people want to get in touch with Room Price Genie to find out how that could work for their short stay uh, properties, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, just go to, go to our website, uh, roompricegenie.com. We can set you up for a free trial and you can try it out and see if this is something you want to apply to to your property. Uh, and if you're not, um, if this is not for you and, and uh, walk away and, and uh, happy feelings. But if you're if you're something that you can try out for free and uh, otherwise you can reach me at uh, thomas at roompricegenie.com. If you have any questions or more things to chat about, uh, I'm here. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I, wish I appreciate you it. All the best for the rest of your week. <laughs> Perfect. See you soon.